Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina and I'm bringing you today's word for May 18th, 2021. We live by the word of God. Men shall not live by bread only, but we live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We get daily word. We get daily manna from heaven. God gives me the word on a daily basis. I get to communicate it to you. I am so honored and so privileged that I get to do so. So I've been teaching a series entitled Leveling Up with the word of God. I believe that this is a season for us to level up where God has declared new levels over 2021, where we can level up in every area, every facet, every aspect of our lives. But if we want what God has already provided, if we want what God is declaring, if we want what God is releasing, then we're going to have to provide faith to tap into God's grace. One of the ways that we can level up this year in 2021 is by recommitting ourselves to the word of God. Uh, I started this series not that long ago and already this series is blessing me. It's it's like we got to get back to the basics. We got to get back to the word. If you want to level up, you are going to have to level up in the word. So that said, uh, we've been studying the parable of the sower. This is the mother of all parables. Jesus said, if you don't understand this parable, how can you understand any parable? This is a parable that we have to understand. The sower went forth to sow is the same sower, went forth with the same seed, provided the seed to four different types of soil, got varying results. There was nothing wrong with the sower. There was nothing wrong with the seed. There was sometimes something wrong with the soil. Let's talk about it. So the title of today's message is the word of God attracts opposition. I want you to know that the word of God that you have down in your heart, it is going to attract opposition. And if you, if you're aware of it, right, you're not ignorant of the devil's devices or his schemes. As long as you know that this is coming, then you are prepared for the opposition when it comes. So let's talk about it. So we've been studying this passage, uh, Mark chapter four, verses 13 through 20. And I told you that we would take our time going through these eight verses. And so let's get into it. This is what the Bible says. Jesus is explaining the parable of the sower to his disciples. Jesus told this parable uh, while he was in front of a crowd. Uh, He wasn't sure. They probably, half of them didn't really understand it. Then the crowd left. And when they were gone, the disciples were like, yo, Jesus, can we highlight you for a minute? He was like, yeah, what's up? Um, yeah, we didn't, we didn't understand that, uh, that story. Uh, can, can you, can you explain it to us? And Jesus was like, well, you don't understand it. Like if you don't understand this one, you can't, you're not going to be able to understand any of them, but let me explain. This is, he said, this is the explanation. He says, now the sower or the farmer is like someone who takes the word of God and the word of God is seed and he sows it down inside of people. Now, sometimes the seed falls along the path. We already covered this type of soil already. And these are the people that hear the word of God, but their understanding is unfruitful. They don't understand what they heard. And because they don't understand what they heard, they are susceptible to the enemy. So the devil comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. That's that type of soil, right? Now, the second type of soil, which is the type of soil that we're talking about today, other people are like the seed that's planted on rocky ground. Now, these are the people that hear the word of God. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh, they hear the word of God. They get super excited. These are the people that high-five your neighbor in church. These are the people that that dance, that run, that shout, that do backflips. You know, these are those kind of people. But the problem is they quickly and gladly accept the word of God but they don't allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. 
They are surface level Christians. They are, they provide surface level Christianity. They, they, they have a facade, right? And so, so they honor God with their lips, but their heart is not really there. And so, so what they do is they keep the word only for a short time because as soon as trouble comes, as soon as persecution comes because of the word that they heard, now the word is attracting opposition. These people, they give up. And so, we're going to talk about them today. Other people are like the seed that's planted uh, amongst the thorny weeds. Now, these are the people that hear the word of God and, and the word is in their heart and the word starts growing. Oh man, that's good, right? The problem is that they got a bunch of other stuff in their heart growing too. So their heart becomes full of other things. The cares of this world, the love of money, everything else they want, selfish desires, and those other things, they grow up and they choke out the word. And so the word doesn't produce a harvest. And then other people are like the seed that's planted on good ground. And these are the people that hear the word. They receive it. They meditate on it. They medicate on it. They're ready to apply it. They, they're not just hearers only. They're doers of the word of God. And so the word of God produces a harvest in their lives, sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, sometimes 100 times more. All right. So yesterday we started looking at the rocky ground. And these are the people, once again, that they quickly and gladly accept the word of God. They don't allow it to go deep into their lives. As soon as trouble comes, persecution comes because of the word, they give up. All right, let's talk about them today. So what does this mean for you today? Normally, this is where I'm about to get into the word. So I need you to lock in. So normally I give you like one or two things with a bunch of sub bullets. But the way that God gave it to me today is I'm just going to give you eight quick things, like eight things, like so eight eight thoughts as it relates to this. So what does it mean that the word of God attracts opposition? And why is that important for us? Why is that important for you? Like is, is a Tuesday morning, you're like, hey, here it is. I'm just ready to go do what I have to do today. Why is this important to me? I'm about to tell you eight things. Number one, here we go. All right. So number one, the potential found in the word of God is boundless potential, is supernatural potential. Remember, there's no separation between God and his word. In the, John 1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, right? So when Jesus was, the word became flesh, John 1 and 12. When Jesus was walking around, Jesus was the word, speaking the word, you know? And so there's no difference between God and his word. God and his word are one. And so because there's life and power in God, there's life and power in the word. The words Jesus said that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. There's boundless potential in the word of God. When God said, let there be light, he saw the light. God said, God said, God said, God said, and then God saw everything that he said. The whole worlds were framed by the word of his power. God created everything by speaking words, right? So you got it. There's boundless potential in the word of God. So the word of God can, without question, change you forever. One word from God can change you forever. However, though, in this parable, Jesus explained, taught that the power of the word of God actually attracts opposition from the enemy. So let me explain this. See, Satan wants to stop you before you tap into the power of the word, the power of the word that was sown in your heart. So when you get a word from God and it's a great word and you get super duper excited and you write it down and you got a word and you start, you know, making plans based on that word, then you should also not be ignorant of the fact that Satan is going to do everything that he possibly can to get you to not apply that word. So, so the, that the power of the word is boundless potential. 
is is also going to attract opposition from the enemy. And so it's like the, the devil will crank up the heat on you like he did with the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It was at level one fire. He cranked it up to level eight fire to see if they were going to change their confession. So, so the devil will crank up the heat on you when you get a word from God because he doesn't want you to apply it. And so before you get really excited, right? They quickly and gladly accept it. He saw that you got excited about that word. And so now what he wants to do is bring trouble is being pressure persecution because he's hoping that the trouble and the pressure and the persecution will stop you from applying the word that you heard. All right. Number two, God goes out of his way to sow his word in your heart because he knows that his power is in his word. Now, once his word is in your heart, God expects you to apply it. Remember yesterday we dealt with the, the mirror and the mirror is a reflection of truth. And James said, be a doer of the word, not just a hearer only, because if you're a hearer and not a doer, you're like somebody that sees themselves in the mirror, sees how jacked up they are because the mirror is a reflection of truth. And then they walk away and they forget what man or man they was. They forget how jacked up they were. And so they don't apply anything. So you have to apply the word. So God gets the word down in your heart through people like me. We sow the word down in your heart through you do it too. When you're reading it, you're hearing it, you get the word down in your heart. Now the Lord expects you to apply that word. Until you apply the word that's sown in your heart, the power of the word is lying dormant. So it has potential, but you're not realizing the potential because you're not applying it. You're not doing it. You're not doing nothing with it. And if we would be honest, let, let's just be transparent for a minute, me and you, nobody else is here, just me and you lean in for a minute. If we would be honest, you and not, we know more word than we're living. Come on, let's be honest. You and I. We know more word than we're living. That means that there's a bunch of power locked up inside of our heart because there's a bunch of word locked up inside of our heart that we haven't applied yet. And so we know more word than we're living. And so we have all of this word locked up inside of our heart. If you are part of a teaching ministry, if you watch today's word on a regular basis, then you have the word in your heart because I sow it in your heart every day. And so you have all this word. Now you have to do something with the word because if you don't, Watch this. You got to realize that Satan is going to come too. God is coming, but Satan is coming too. Number three, in Ephesians chapter six, um, if you look at the, the whole armor of God, right? And the full armor, armor of God. So there's all these pieces to the armor of God. There's only one offensive weapon in the armor of God. The only offensive weapon listed in Ephesians chapter six as part of the armor of God is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And so, so the sword of the spirit is your offensive weapon. How do you fight against Satan? You fight against Satan with the word. If you look at Jesus, when he was tempted by Satan in the wilderness, three times Satan tempted Jesus, three times Satan, uh, Jesus responded. What did Jesus respond with? It is written. Jesus responded with the word. Jesus responded with the word because that's our only offensive weapon. So we have the word of God down in our, in our heart and we can respond with the word. Now, if we respond with the word, Satan is powerless against the word. Satan has no power over the word of God. Say amen to that. Satan is powerless against the word. And so, which leads me to number four, since the devil knows how much power there's in the word and the devil knows that he can't stop the word. And he can't stop you when you're operating in the word. 
So what he does, watch this, what he does is he attempts to change the circumstances around you. That's why the Bible says trouble comes. He attempts to manipulate people around you to put pressure on you. That's why the Bible says persecution comes. And so what the devil does is he can't stop you when you're in the word. He can't stop you when you're being led of the spirit, but he can manipulate people around you. So he's going to try to manipulate circumstances around you, right? To be negative circumstances. He's going to try to manipulate people around you to put pressure on you. That's where persecution comes because he knows that he can't stop you when you're operating in the word. But, but, but if he puts pressure on you, if he cranks up the heat on you and you give up, you decide to give up, cave in and quit, then the truth is Satan didn't stop you. You stopped you. See, Satan can't stop you when you're operating in the word. Satan can't stop you when you're being led of the Holy Spirit. But if you allow trouble and persecution and pressure to cause you to get frustrated to the point where you give up, or you walk away from God, you walk away from the church, you walk away from your dreams, maybe you're still in church going to church on a regular basis, but your dreams are on life support and you've given up on your dreams. Now you're stopping you. Satan didn't stop you. You stopped you. You stopped you because you stopped believing. That's why he puts this pressure on you. And that's why we got to be cognizant and not ignorant of the devil's devices. Number five, in general, when Satan comes after you, he's actually not concerned with you per se. Like from Satan's perspective, you're not that important. From Satan's perspective, I'm not that important. But what he's after, he's after the potential and the purpose that God placed on the inside of us. What he doesn't want is for you and I to become the men, the women that God called us to be for such a time as this. What Satan doesn't want is for us to leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased. What Satan doesn't want is for the power of God to be manifested through us. And so what, this, what Satan does is he, he actually doesn't even care if you go to church every Sunday. He doesn't even care if you sing songs. Like you sing songs, you in the choir. He's like, that don't bother me. What bothers him is is when you leave and you're like, no, I'm going to be the man, the woman that God called me to be. I'm going to leave a mark in this world. I'm going to open up my heart. And he, this is why he attacks money so much because in this world, money answers all things. The Bible says that's why Satan doesn't even care if you're singing songs and you're broke and you can't do nothing in this world. Satan's like, I don't, she's not a threat to me. But when you become the man, the woman that God called you to be, and you have influence in this world and you have the means to bring about godly change and you can build schools and build churches and go on missions trips and change this and change that. And it's like, oh no, Satan is not, he doesn't care about you, but he cares about that. He doesn't want that to happen. So what he does is he cranks up the pressure on you. He tries to manipulate the people around you that are susceptible to him. There are people around you that are not born again. And there are people around you that are not listening to the Holy Spirit if they are born again. And so what he's doing is he will manipulate the people around you and try to change circumstances to get you frustrated where you give up and cave in and quit. God told you to start that business and you're doing your business and you're waiting on this paperwork from the government or you're waiting on this certification or you're waiting on that. And so Satan can't stop you, but he can manipulate those people to slow you down. And something that, that was supposed to take two weeks has already been two months and he wants to see if you're going to give up. And so as a believer, you got to hold the word that God placed down inside of your heart and not give up. When the word gets down in your heart, the Bible says trouble is going to come. Persecution is going to come. Why? Because of the word. It, it's the word that was sown in your heart. God spoke a word over your marriage. God spoke a word over your career. God spoke a word over your finances. God spoke a word over your business. That word is going to attract 
trouble and persecution from the enemy. You cannot be ignorant of this. You got to stand on the word no matter how long it takes. Number six, Satan is so concerned about the word that's sown in your heart that the Bible says we already saw it. He comes immediately to try to snatch that word away. He doesn't want that word to permeate. He doesn't want that you would meditate and medicate on the word. You know why? Because he knows the power of slow cooking. Remember I told you about slow cooking. He knows that when you get that slow cooking and you're, you're meditating and medicating on that word and it's something that God spoke over you and it's something that you're meditating on and it's something that you go to sleep thinking about and something that you get up in the morning thinking about and you go into your prayer closet and you're praying about it and you get in your car and you're going somewhere and you're thinking about it and you're meditating and you're medicating on that word. Satan can't stop you. Why? Because at that point, it's the word. Satan is trying to get the word, but no, you're, you're too engaged with that word that you heard. And so Jesus taught us, watch this, number seven, that, that we grow by receiving and responding to God's word. That's how we grow. We're not living by bread only. We're living by every word that we, that we receive. When you can see the word, hear the word, understand the word of God, you can be changed by that word that you see and hear and understand. But Jesus also explained that trouble is going to come. Jesus also explained that persecution is going to come. Pressure is going to come because of the word. So Satan is out here trying to stop you from, from producing. He's trying to get you frustrated before the word can produce in your life because he knows that stopping, he can't stop you when you're flowing with God because at that point, stopping you would mean stopping God and God cannot be stopped. But if he can get you frustrated before harvest time and you walk away from God, then you stopped yourself. So number eight, and finally, as I close, look at me. This is actually a, a, an important point I'm about to close with. If you don't intend on applying the word of God, it's almost better that you don't get it. <laughs> it's almost, I mean, like, like if you don't, to whom much is given of him, much is going to be required. If you don't intend on applying the word, then why are you listening to it? Like it's almost better that, that you stay away from it because let me explain something. Once you get the word down in your heart, then there's an expectation from God and there's going to be pressure from the enemy, right? So in, in this way, both God and Satan are holding you responsible for the word that you heard. God is expecting for it to produce. Satan is like, no, 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 let me put pressure. So, so listen, it's almost better. If you don't want to apply the word, don't listen to it. But if you get the word down in your heart, then listen, there's an expectation. God is expecting that word to produce change in you, fruit from you, right? But, and Satan is looking to put pressure on you so that you don't apply the word that you heard. So basically, both God and Satan are focused on the word that was sown down in your heart. And if you understand this, then you would understand that, listen, if you want to level up in 2021, you're going to have to level up your commitment to the word of God. There's no other way around it. If you would want to level up, you're going to have to get back to read your Bible. You're going to have to get back to think about the word of God. You have to get back to get this thing down in your heart and meditate and medicate on it day and night. Level up your commitment to God's word in this season. That's why God sent me to this parable. This is, this is the mother of all parables. I've taught on this many times, but I hadn't taught on it in years. And the Lord, when I was teaching my last series, the Lord was like, no, I want you to teach this next. I want you to teach this next because I need you to get back to the word of God. This thing has already blessed me. This series has blessed me richly. I trust that it's blessing you as well. All right, so let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this is a season of leveling up for me. 
I bring my life into focus in 2021 by giving careful attention to your word. I meditate and medicate on your word day and night. I allow your word to produce in my life. I cooperate with you so you can freely operate through me. I keep my eyes, my heart, and my mind fixed and focused on you. I refuse to give up, to cave in, or to quit. I remain focused every day of my life. And as I do, you change the world through me. As you are working through me, Father, I am unstoppable. (laughs) Because stopping me would mean stopping you and you cannot be stopped. So I level up my life in 2021 by leveling up my commitment to your word. And I boldly declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, then please go to todaysword.org. If you want my notes, don't you want my notes for free? Go to todaysword.org. Click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, the word of God, there's power in the word. There's power in the word that's in your heart. Satan is after that word. God is looking after that word. Pay attention to the word. It's time for us to level up our commitment to the word of God. Do me a favor. If this message has been a blessing to you, then please share, uh, leave me some comments in the chat. I read the comments and then share this message on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day and I will see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.